Step inside these hallowed halls of the Red Light Library, where us librarians review short erotica. It gets the short end of the stick when it comes to criticism and review because, well, in the end, it's porn. This podcast reviews adult content that has frank discussions of sexual content, adult language, and, well, basically anything under the sun that certain publishing houses will allow. If that's something you can't legally listen to or don't want to listen to, back out now. Blah blah, it is I, a spooky Dracula boy here to do the spooky Halloween intro. This bonus episode will be joined by a not-so-spooky but still fun bunch of outtakes that can be found by going to patreon.com slash gavinpodcast. The outtakes will be available for free, Gavin just can't think of anywhere else to put them. Now I must go, because I want to suck some blood. Welcome back, dear patrons, to the Red Light Library. I'm one of your hosts, Gavin, joined by a special triple header episode today. Well, not... Alright, so, three hosts, not three stories, uh, but... Today on uh, uh, an auspicious Halloween week, we talk about one of three stories you'll be hearing about that involve exorcists. This one involves zero exercising. <laughs> it turns out. Well, they try. They, they try. There's an there's an <laughs> attempt. Just bad at it. They're I mean, they exercise, but not in the spiritual way. More in the like sweating bodily. <laughs> a. So we're talking about exorcists get tickled, which is, which is just the most honest story title mm-hmm. I have seen in a while. That's what and happens. also because Gavin forgot to introduce us. I am oh wait, associate yep. mm-hmm. librarian Aaron. <laughs> Hello, I work in records. I'm Jared. I work upstairs. Um, <laughs> There's always now, an upstairs. Now we can go back to it, Gavin. Sorry, just you know. Okay, yeah. <laughs> I have just looked up the title, or the, the title, the um, the author's name. Um, yeah, how would you say that's pronounced? Their pen name is a galaxy. Oh, of course. B L Laserte. Uh, Lacerty. I I I, I suspect. Lacerte. Um, it was yeah. first discovered by Kuno Hoffmeister in 1929. So this is a galaxy we've known about for a little bit. This is one of the least fun discoveries about an author name i found yet i was waiting for there to be some weird latin bullshit in here no Mm -hmm. it's just they took they took a random celestial object and they're like that works that sounds like a like a porn writer name to me i don't Mm -hmm. know about you (laughs) the cover is of a model in a corset sitting on what looks to be an an 80 year old woman's chair. Mm -hmm. And I think what they've done here is anywhere that the model's skin is visible, they tried to overlay it with fire, Mm -hmm. like a a PNG of fire, but they didn't bring the opacity up enough. So it looks like just a really bad lighting effect on the model. It does. It looks like someone's shining water from a swimming pool. Yeah. Yeah. There's no pool full of orange soda. And we know exactly what the um, the demon that is uh, that the the priest uh, attempts to exercise looks like. Uh, she is well described in the story. So this person on the cover has nothing to do with the story at all whatsoever. It's just kind of a, a sexy person. Yeah, who is this person? Welcome to Erotica. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Let, let's just start off by talking about the uh, the thing that separates this from a lot of works covered on the show. Oh, yeah. This story's in second person. 
Mm-hmm. So uh, I we I think all three of us have different um, perspectives on this one. So why don't we start with uh, Aaron? Sure, because I I actually really liked this story, and I think that porn is pretty much the one of the few genres where you can get away with second person, and it it's totally fine. Also, the my favorite thing about this story, and this is related to it being second person, is that this story can be read by a person of any gender with any genital configuration. Oh, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. There is absolutely, even though this is in second person, there is nothing in here that genders the reader. And that, like, takes quite a bit of care on the author's part. And I think that... I would agree. Yeah, that actually ties into, was it Diane? Hang on, I'm looking for it. Uh, why don't you go, Jared, while I look for this? Yeah. Uh, I also appreciated this story. I I have to, you know, obviously give the disclaimer that none of the kinks uh, especially appeal to me. But I appreciated um, the chances that the author took and just how well paced the story was. I think that mm. uh, considering that some of the major kinks in this are, you know, it's humiliation kink, it's femdom as well as um, tickling. The humiliation uh, kink worked really well craft-wise with the second person because it feels as though this character is speaking to the reader, which uh, enhances, I think, that part of the kink. So I think it actually works very effectively um, as a Mm. writing tool. Yeah. Actually, uh, I I found it. um, You you do... uh, Diane mentioned in our private discord that you can't get into more uh <laughs> that gated community second gated community uh the uh, that saying it was in second person reminded diane of you know choose your own adventure novels which mm-hmm. diane liked uh and that reminded me of like reading i didn't get super into them as a kid i know there were like hundreds of the damn things but i read a few of the goosebumps ones mm. and them being child horror stories kind of tied into this because spoiler alert we're dealing with a not positive ending kind of yeah mm. i mean it's it's a good it's ending. ambiguous <laughs> it's an ambiguous ending yeah it's uh, played it's played well and the author's note at the end um suggests that everything that she they um write uh attempts to be consensual so mm. Apparently, this is something that the uh, the the you the reader uh, is consenting to, but it's still kind of a questionable ending. Yeah, I mean, I think consent-wise, it did considering the subject matter. I think it did a really good job. Um, it's by no means perfect, but again, like without straight up saying, "Hey, you're still reading this, therefore you're consenting." Um, I think it did a pretty good job of that. But yeah, it is a little bit ambiguous. However consensual a person being dragged into the depths of hell can be, uh, I think that this author did a fairly good job. So, yeah. Well, well, we'll get to it, but uh, um, it's not necessarily dragged as invited. <laughs> yeah. They just but fly again, like, ambiguous because that could just be a lie. They um, fly out the window, uh, Christina Ritchie, like Casper style, uh, into hell, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Can I keep you? Ew. Yeah. Um, so, the floorboards creak as you make your way down the hall, louder and louder. 
Like lonely voices here to greet you as you gain closer to your target. You knew well ahead that it'd be spooky here, but it seems that all the lessons in the world couldn't prepare you for just how unnerving this old abandoned mansion could be. Your first exercising mission on part of the Holy Order, and already you're shaking in your boots. So this first paragraph alone shows you there's a shitload of detail and, like, actual quality. Like, you can tell this writer... Actually gives a shit? Gives a shit. <laughs> spent more than five seconds editing and structuring it. Yeah. And the more you get into it... Because at first, I will admit, I saw the second person and was like, fucking, I, whatever. Uh, I came damn close to being like, why don't you two do it? <laughs> <laughs> we I'm would just have. gonna not. We would have. Uh, <laughs> But uh, I'm kind of glad I did because by the end, like what Aaron has touched on started to pop up because, well, uh, 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 that could be sexual. Uh, uh, we uh, we get a lot of moments where if it was a choose your own adventure story, like this could easily be chopped up into one. Mm-hmm. You could make author... this into a pawn twine game like very yeah. easily. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, there, there are moments where options can happen and it is handled with subtlety enough that you don't notice it is being written so that it can be appropriate for whatever uh whatever physical mental uh mm. setup the reader has without being like in without being obtusely generic about things yeah like there's some key uses of the word swollen mm. like we're talking about sensitivity and in and, and like it just just nicely subtle uh but the details of this place uh this is actually really like the first paragraph kind of sets up what's happening here because it's never or at least i didn't notice it wasn't explicitly said that the order is basically setting you up for failure mm. but mm. uh the the uh the the the, su- the succubus and training that is not exercised in this does mention <laughs> that there hasn't been anyone from the order in forever so maybe whoever is sending out recruits is like you're just you're not gonna make it mm-hmm. yeah it's like, either I think it, it's either you die or you have sex so i'm just gonna send you to the fuck demon <laughs> yeah i feel like it's kind of a like a a rookie gauntlet like if you can make it through this we'll take you seriously kind of thing yeah and that's another issue um not really an issue but another facet to the second person uh aspect because i agree that the the first paragraph sets up the story quite well it it lets you know exactly what you are to expect i wanted in the opening part of the story more more details, more examples. Uh, there's a lot of telling, but the telling is just, I think, part and parcel of the second person dialogue. So it eases you into uh, what this story is going to be in a very kind of clear, mm-hmm. direct mm-hmm. manner. But it's not, I mean, I admit that this is easily, I think, the best written uh, erotica that I have uh, read for the show yet. Uh, and the show, of course, being that the, I guess, the. Uh, what the adult the late night adult thing we hosted this library every uh tuesday or whatever um and i mean it might just be that uh, i was this this is definitely some quality whiplash Mm -hmm. i mean i i might just have been horribly demoralized from the last thing we read but um this is this was refreshing in a way I had the same thing up because I read it twice and the first time I read it I said to my partner like I can't tell if it's actually good or if I'm just 
so worn down <laughs> by reaped when death comes that I'm like, oh, this is this is fa- this is a masterpiece by comparison. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but upon the second read, I do actually think it's good. <laughs> no, the sex is above average easily. It is inventive. It leans really well into the kink i didn't have any or the kinks rather there are multiple things that this story does really well um and if those are kinks that appeal to you um then i think absolutely uh it doesn't it does an excellent job speaking of excellent job i think this is a good place to segue into talking about the demon at hand here Mm -hmm. holy hell this demon is sassy (laughs) yes i love that actually like by the time we get to the actual dialogue between the protagonist and the demon i i really like it like you know they talk like people talk there's a very funny um as as the protagonist bursts into the room where all this evil energy is and starts literally shrieking prayers um you know the demon is like all right okay i get it i get it i get it can you just chill buddy Mm -hmm. um and i found that very funny uh and very endearing additionally there's there's... a sense of i was just gonna say there's a sense of like um the demon knows that we're we need to move things along here story-wise yes i think it's also you know she she does sort of mention like other priests coming um, and you sort of like, I think, I think this wraps into it. It's like, yeah, it does move the story along, but it also has a reason. Cause she's like, God, another fucking one of these dicks. Like, just, yeah. mm-hmm. come on now. You know, so it's, it's like, it's actually very good writing. The pacing is excellent. Um, with, uh, Admi is her name. Amdi? Amdi. Um, she does a really great job of, you know, Andy. moving the story along with, uh, teasing the reader but also in kind of uh laying out a deal laying out this kind of business deal also i will say that uh another element of the i guess the kink retinue that this story brings to it is uh md i think is like knee high in height which uh yeah (laughs) short stacks i think is a term for that uh and it is definitely part of the the kink makeup for this story That's interesting, because I, I actually didn't find that. Um, I actually forgot her size through a lot of it. <laughs> yeah. I'm actually looking it up right now, and uh, as we all know, uh, one of the tried-and-true uh, parts of writing is finding a name that means something, but oh. you can couch it just far enough away from... Uh, pop culture mm-hmm. that people yes. have to look it up. Please tell um, us what MD is. <laughs> okay, so the best I can find is that MD is a Old Norse name, uh, which this probably doesn't. Uh, this probably doesn't work. Uh, it's of Old Norse, Norse origin, composed of two elements. The uh, the full name being uh, Anna Mundur. Uh, the so the the AMD would mean protector, protection, tutelage, or guardianship. I suspect that more likely, uh, because in the in the story she does say, you know, my name's Andy. It's short for something, but you don't want to know what. Mm-hmm. I suspect yeah. it's more likely that the author has a like a favorite mythological demon 
Um, as mm-hmm. I will say, as someone who tinkered with writing Sakibai for about five minutes and had the wiki for can- uh, canonical demons bookmarked, there are a few. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's certainly what I felt. I was like, ah, they're they're making this sort of like possibly this famous demon, you know. It's also a cute name, which is funny. Yes. I mean, that kind of goes with the kink, though. You know, it being a little bit, like... it's a Tickling is a very wholesome kink. Like... Mm -hmm. Yeah. I love that sentence. Like, (laughs) in the the least kink-shamey way in the world, just... (laughs) Kinking is a is a very wholesome fetish, like it's mm-hmm. just, or it's a very wholesome kink. Uh, like we talk about a lot of stuff on the show, tickling. I mean, it is a panic response mm-hmm. on a on a psychological yes. level, but still, like this is the least ye ugh, like yeah. thing yeah. that we've covered in a long time. And yeah, it's it like it is a very a very wholesome kink, and it is like. And this story is very wholesome, which may seem like a strange thing to say about an erotica, but everyone's into it, everyone gets what they want, like, everyone has a nice time. It's just, yeah, it is very wholesome, I think. Mm -hmm. It's also a first on the Red Light Library. I don't think we've ever had tickling on the show before. Oh, no, we haven't. Mm. I I know because as soon as I saw it I was like, "Yep, there's a new one." Mm-hmm. <laughs> that that's a new thing that's going to get like that this this episode's going to be one that pops up random randomly on Spotify or something for somebody in the same way that the word lesbian seems to be a good net mm-hmm. to cast to get Spotify listeners. Well, I'll tell you the truth, I'm looking at Also, shout out to everyone out there who is just searching the word lesbian. We see you. You were seen. <laughs> I'm going to tell you what. Actually, I'm looking at our pegboard that we have behind the front desk now. Um, at all of the kinks that we have on this pegboard. It kind of looks like one of those, um, what is it, L.A. Noir like, uh, crime maps. <laughs> where we're, yeah. we're, we're running like out of string here. Yeah. So, tick- okay, so tickling leads to Dubcon, and mm-hmm. the Dubcon leads to this. Yeah. I mean, you get into all so kinds of. Our protagonist chats with this is like, "Hey, I need you to like leave," um, and the demon is kind of like, "I mean, do I have to?" Basically, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and demon, that's where we, you know, yeah. have the deal come into it. And uh, MD basically says, "Well, I will leave, but you have to convince me. There has to be something in it for me because you know I'm just enjoying myself. I haven't bothered anybody." I haven't been back to hell in, who knows, in many, many, many years. I just enjoy myself in this old mansion reading all this, all this, uh, the original owner's dirty books because the library is full of porn, apparently. And um, you're going to have to convince me to leave because this is a <laughs> pretty comfy Do you think this story gig. is set in the future and MD is, like, taking up space in the red light library? <laughs> I mean, Maybe. I don't think Andy would. I don't think Andy would take the deal if it was if it was this building. <laughs> it would take a while. I actually, the amount of crap we shall like. Yeah, that's true. I, I, she I, would, yeah, she would be like, like four, get me out. <laughs> I, I will say, there's a, there, there can be stacks and stacks and stacks of Fifty Shades copies to burn for heat, mm. as we already do. Uh, there's also so the, one uh, thing I like here. 
I was just going to say that, you know, if it oh, were saying, Jared, if it is this building, there's also um, that one downstairs room that uh, what the, they'd probably keep her company uh, for a while longer. <laughs> uh, thankfully, the padlocks have held. Um, yeah. Uh, one thing I will say as someone again, this is totally because I have a slightly higher than average knowledge of this area that we're talking about just because of the demon side of it um i do appreciate that we basically use some shorthand to establish yes this is christian uh mythology we're using here Mm -hmm. uh there's uh, there's use of the word lucifer in the Mm -hmm. place where a a human would say god yeah Yeah, i I love Mm. that um there's a crucifix there's also mention of there's a crucifix and there's mention of the deep down, but not with like capital letters, which is something that fantasy people love to do when they want to say like, you know, the face space where they don't want to say hell. In this one, we're just like kind of saying, yeah, like Amdi means hell. Yeah. They're going to take the ring, this but it's actually a cock ring. Um, the amount of claws and um, other yeah. demon like descriptors on Amdi is actually more than I was expecting after uh, Aaron and I's adventure with, with Minotaurs. Uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, like, I've become hyper-aware of how much human mm. a character has or a not-human character mm-hmm. has. Uh, Amdi is definitely one of those deviant art tumbler demons where it's like yeah wings and horns and they're purple and whatever but like we do mention claws as feet and claws as the hands mm. quite a lot and I, fangs well, specifically for like and fangs uh we're dealing a lot with the tactile tickliness of it uh because of the fact that you know a claw can do that and there's a little bit more like <gasps> yeah. factor yeah uh, and I think I get is it, I guess one of the things is well one no one's buying the story so Amazon didn't notice and two mm-hmm. uh, it isn't explicitly sex until near the end yeah yeah it also like I feel like demons are in this very gray area where they are very very human even when they're not mm-hmm. so I mean yeah. it's like that demon from. Uh, what is it the president the rocky horror picture show erotica where it's he's very demon he's gigantic you know and i'm not meaning gigantic in terms of height um and so it's it's this very kind of anthropomorphic place that's more accepted it feels like just based on how um kind of cultural wisdom dictates but anyway moving along with the plot here so we're we make an effort to get through the story um there is a bit of backstory on Amdi where she talks about how she was going to be a succubus but she you know kind of dropped out because she wasn't as good on certain things but she was very good at one specific thing and that thing was tickling um and See, turns this is what out, happens when you don't take a gap year you get burned out mm-hmm. <laughs> and so uh the protagonist the reader it turns out a uh, quick backstory the reader has apparently super uh in-depth fantasies that they've tried to beat back while at the order um, trying to ignore these fantasies of uh, tickling. And so a deal is struck, more or less, where Amdi can allow the protagonists to maintain their vows of chastity. 
but also uh, essentially satisfy her, Amdi, to the point where she will agree to leave this mortal plane. So it's not mm. sex, it's tickling. But then that all goes awry very quickly. I do enjoy, there's a dig from Amdi here where uh, Amdi, like, figures out the tickling thing mm -hmm. and proposes that. And the, the protagonist character is like, you know, anime shock with the lines in the background and, like, one nervous sweat dropping, mm -hmm. like, what? Mm -hmm. um, and Amdi just says, like, it, I, it, unlike some people, I didn't let my training go to waste. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, there's a lot of... I like okay so uh, humiliation isn't generally my thing um but I have to say this there's so, cuz there's sort of two sides to humiliation you've got kind of the embarrassment side and the shame side and yeah. this is very much the embarrassment side mm -hmm. um which is and it's 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 actually very cute like it's very all of the sort of digs that MD makes are very similar to what like most even vanilla people would say to their partner just to mm -hmm. like have a little yeah, of, yeah, yeah. an affectionate troll. Um, Even as far as dirty I'm, talk, like this isn't that. Yeah, it's actually very affirming in a lot of ways. And the and it's in the sense yeah. of femdom, it's a very like, oh, you're so good. Oh, you're doing so well. Oh, you're giving me so much pleasure. It's not a it's mm. not a uh, demeaning uh, kind of talk in any way, really. Yeah, it's again it all it's all the just that embarrassment kink which this um this author knows a lot about kink like that is very yeah. very clear to mm -hmm. me like everything in this story is very targetedly crafted like this author knows what people into this want um which is mm -hmm. kind of a big deal <laughs> in some of the stories we read um it it is really impressive i also i really like the first um, a good example of this is when, so we should move the story along. So they mm -hmm, they make yes. this deal, um, and MD like brings these weird bone handcuffs out of the ether. That one's mm -hmm. a little bit that I would have liked a bit more explanation on that. Mm -hmm. Um, and sort of you know strings the protagonist up and you know burns their clothes off without hurting anyone in the um, air, no and less. Then, in the air suspended in the air like yeah. in the middle of the room yeah um which makes me wonder why the bone cuffs like why not make it just like mysterious forces holding i don't know um so that... because they thought of the merch Eric. <laughs> <laughs> mm. like i have i have to say that is one of my criticisms for this story is what's with the bone cuffs like there's no real reason for them um we it just feels very superfluous uh and not in a like a nice detail way just kind of weird yeah um, because it's because demon yeah um and i'm just trying to find the exact quote that's an example of something that i was talking about earlier in the sense that i think more could have been done with them um mm. and it it's it's also very easy i think when you're writing to just kind of put something in where you think oh yeah this is a really cool detail and it makes sense to you but you don't realize that you haven't explained it well enough for the reader to really get it yeah it, i agree like i definitely the bone cuffs was a bit like what okay you thought about this but i wish you'd let me in on it yeah mm -hmm. um 
so there's this very cute part that I really like where um, she's, you know, so she starts tickling, which, and then there's all this stuff, and she she's like, wait, this is your first time, isn't it? Because you're, mm-hmm. like, all priesty and shit. Um, and she's like, well, I better make it special. And she hovers over and sort of brings her lips close to the protagonist, and mm. there's a big, like... The demon can't be serious, right? Like, like this is like this was already like so amazing. Like, and now, and now, like there's gonna be kissing, um, which is very cute. Um, and then she pulls away, and she's like, "Oh, don't be silly!" Like, it, or she's like, "Psych," which I think is hilarious. <laughs> um, and that is a very cute moment that I really enjoyed, because um, that is a very uh, traditional uh, tactic in these sorts of scenes. And this is Mm -hmm. something I have some experience in. Um, And again, it just comes back to this author really knows this kink and really knows what people into this like. The line that I will say, uh, or one thing uh, Mm -hmm. just to put in here real quick to enhance the conversation a little bit. uh, This is this author's specialty. Yes. Uh, I have, I have their um, publications up. Uh, ticklish discipline, twelve femdom fetish fantasies. Uh, uh, nerds get tickled, spies get tickled. Uh, the, like near the end of their writing career, that's all they did. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. and sometimes that's a bad thing, but in this case, it's a good thing. Like th- this mm-hmm. is like very well targeted. <laughs> mm-hmm. There's a uh, and I absolutely agree with you, Aaron. I think it's a very kind of funny moment and then it launches into the actual tickling proper in this very fun line also um just as context uh andy decides to uh not allow the protagonist to say their own name instead uh attributing a name and uh they use the uh dominating term pup and so yeah and then you get into this uh paragraph which is what Aaron was talking about quote but just before you make it uh which is leaning up to uh kiss MD MD bursts back into a grin psych she yells before thrusting her claws under your arms the hunt is on that first tickling touch forces a shriek of surprise from you slamming you back to reality nah pup mind your manners you wanted me to respect your vows remember some servant of the lord you are it's no fun tempting you humans when you don't even put up a fight etc so it's it's a fun there's also by the way uh she's tickling the protagonist's armpits and later they refer to that as a pit stop and I laughed yes. for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I actually, I'm not a pun person, but I, I enjoyed that. That was mm-hmm. an, how an, the a fuck nice do you put up with me and Jared? Mm. I just die regularly, and yeah. <laughs> Aaron, the original zombie. So, <laughs> oh, much. it's Halloween month. Perfect. Aaron's yeah. special skill, returning from the My dead. My special after. skill is dying also, from puns. I got, I got to just touch on it again. Like from a kink perspective, the pup name is great. It's mm-hmm. Great, but that's also it's good a for masterful the person. It's a masterful sidestep mm-hmm. of assigning any attribute to the main character. Mm-hmm. Yes. 
that would alienate a reader. Yep. Because uh, this main character has so many details that build this character, mm-hmm. but also... But they could still be anyone. Yeah, right? Yeah. It also continues adding to the cuteness factor, which AMD actually mentions, like, oh, your face is so cute. Why didn't... Hasn't anybody ever told you that? And, uh, and you know, continuously, like, harps on the cuteness over and over again. But that's mm. cemented over the course of the story. That's something, especially after that paragraph, after the whole, like, oh, I'm, you know, you made me promise not to, like, you know, break your vows... I really, you know, from a consent perspective, this is done incredibly well because yeah, 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 yeah. it is both cute teasing and also genuinely respectful. Like she really doesn't do anything overtly sexual to the protagonist until the protagonist actually asks for it, mm-hmm. um, which I think is just really nice and not something you see in this kind of thing, you know, like normally you would have a lot of very boring like bodice ripping and whatever. Mm-hmm. And in this it's like, no, no, if you want me if you if you want me to break this deal, you have to be super like clear about that. Um, which I just think was a really nice touch. Mm-hmm. It, especially especially from a uh, title that we are reviewing because it's Halloween month mm. and the title is Exorcist Get Tickled. Like the the word the, the verb tickled is funny. Like mm. oh, that's why we're here. But also this story does not seem like one that's going to go this way until you start looking at it. Like, Amdi is called a pipsqueak demon in the description of Amazon. Yeah. <laughs> and also, uh, Amdi, the author sets this up very well. The author is has no illusions about what this story is, The which, unlike some stories which we've read, which... Uh, are, are are labeled as erotica but aren't um Lasserte, uh or however you pronounce the author's name knows exactly what they're doing they know exactly what kinks they're getting at as aaron pointed out and it's super well done and they get right down to it the sex is very quick and is uh is quickly gotten to rather and is the majority of the story amdi as a demon is naked mm. um they're already ready, and that actually, and her uh, being naked is actually played with, with this kind of even mm. more folding into the temptation of this protagonist who, you know, can't help but sneak a peek, given the way that yeah. uh, she's like mm. sitting on the protagonist and you know doing various things. I. Uh... On that note, we got to talk about the way the orgasm is, is described mm-hmm. here. Um, there, uh, so, uh, well, don't let me, uh, Amity says, well, don't let me stop you. Uh, the narration says, not that she could, any force in heaven or hell for that matter. It's a lightning storm in your body and mind, a tension that builds and builds and builds until until you don't know how to describe it honestly certainly none of the words you learned in the seminary fit the bill the best you can do is it feels really really good you let the surge of relief uh sweep you out with the tide like again not body specific it's very description good. of orgasming is beautiful mm-hmm. it's very good like i yeah it's and i love throughout this whole thing the tickling goes up most of this story is tickling like the bulk of the story is tickling and 
at no point does it feel particularly repetitive. Mm. Um, but there's still a lot of description about the sensations, not just of the tickling, but also of that exhausted, strained feeling you have when you've been mm-hmm. tickled for, like, ages. Um, it's, like, very, like, beautifully written and very, like, easy to picture all mm-hmm. of these sensations um, yeah. yeah, the author is the author is super inventive, and um, it's this isn't uh, it doesn't feel like uh, you know sh- the author rated a thesaurus or anything. the The language mm. is used very well, but there's like a half dozen synonyms for like tickling, for laughing, for uh, all sorts of things. The author uses sensation mm. very well and very effectively without feeling like, you know, they're just reaching for something to make the, the story read better. Mm. Which it, but that probably was honed while they were writing what seems to be a lot of uh, tentacle-based tickling uh, erotica mm-hmm. in their early times. Mm. Um, Hypnotized by uh, the Ticklebot is a title that fascinates I, I, I me. I do want to... I do. I know. Uh, okay, so Aaron, cover your ears. Uh, I, <laughs> God. I have to touch on the beautiful pun that is their story: mobile suit femdom. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's. I, I'm sure there's tons of Gundam references in this, uh, in this description that are flying right over the head of somebody who's never seen a second of anything Gundam related. But still, I thought that was cute. Uh so to wrap this up, the the story basically ends with Amdi saying, "Well, I'm uh, okay. Deal's a deal. I'm going to hell, and you're coming with me." And uh, the protagonist is like, "We we what?" Uh, and Amdi kind of backs it up to say, "Like, well, you could come with me and have that every day, or you can fuck off back to your monastery and like not." <laughs> mm-hmm. and even gives you the option to leave um before the protagonist is kind of mm-hmm. meekly like yeah i want to stay with you and it's like an ambiguous air quotes negative ending mm-hmm. from the perspective of like if you think demons equate bad yeah but i think it is an ending that works well for the story which is not a sentence i've said many times on this show <laughs> It's mm-hmm. also I really liked it because it would have been completely reasonable reasonable from a writing perspective, from a narrative perspective, for the demon to go, Hey, I said I'd leave. I didn't say anything about letting you leave. Um, and then to actually kidnap the protagonist, but she doesn't. Mm-hmm. She gives them that choice. Yeah. And that's actually really nice. Like I wasn't expecting that. I was expecting just a <laughs> you're mine now kind mm-hmm. of ending which i mean we we do have shades of that so if you're into that you still get it but you can pick it out yeah Yeah. um it's just a very nice like yeah it is this whole story is very consensual which is hilarious considering it's about a demon but yeah and to that point i think that md is i mean i don't want to go into hyperbole but one of the better written female characters that i think the red light library has come across uh md is consistent is fun is oh yeah uh, like super interesting uh as a character i mean there's we didn't really get into it but there's talk of how she dropped out of her training which suggests there's like 
a hell college for uh, like training demons to torment <laughs> humans, which is very interesting bit of sort of uh, world building. But uh, Andy is degree. just a fascinating character, <laughs> and I mean, I I don't say this very often about this, but I I'm, would not be surprised if uh, there were other stories featuring her, because this is a very, I think this is a very compelling mm. character. She certainly feels like she, yeah, she certainly feels like she could be in more stories, which is again noteworthy for the kinds of stories that often get read on this show like she could be the author's oc character that shows up a lot unfortunately just cruising through here it seems like uh it seems like this author dropped off the face of the earth in 2015 and which is when this story was published seems to have not been updated from the same time and this story was also published in 2015, so this is one of their last things. Mm-hmm. So it is one of the most polished. Uh, it's a very good send off, which I guess that shows. Uh, so it is a good send off. It is unfortunate that this is a recurring thing in erotica that we cover, where um, the crappy ones are still just being like fucked in the butt by Mike Phone, mm-hmm. and like the ones who actually put time <laughs> and effort into it either graduated. F- what? <laughs> I want to read that now, Gavin. You got my hopes up. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure. Talk. I'm sure. Talk. Chingle can get you. Get you going oh, with that. Talk. Um, Chingle. Would yeah, you the please? People who, the people who put time and effort into. <laughs> people who put effort into their stories uh, graduate from college and get a job with their degree, and then they stop writing erotica for for like burrito money. And there we are. Uh, so on that note, surprising nobody with our answers, uh, Aaron and Jared, do you recommend uh, Exorcist Gets Tickled? Yeah. I Yeah, I do. It's it's fun and it is actually sexy. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I really do. It's very good. It's not, uh, I mean, again, as I said at the beginning, these kinks uh, – don't appeal to me but objectively this story is very well written they it absolutely fulfills and plays to those kinks and uh i mean yeah as aaron said i thought the story was very sexy um so 100 percent. i don't have uh any reason really to denounce it to detract from it uh it's not kindle unlimited <laughs> but uh, it's a very good story i, I was going to touch on that actually uh, I, I since they dropped in 2015 before Kindle Unlimited uh, launched, I'm sure what's happening here is they just occasionally get a royalty check of like five dollars from Amazon. They're like, oh, like three people bought my book, cool. Uh, so I actually have an insight into yeah, that. Yeah, you're gonna have to pick this up for. I don't. I don't know if that. Uh, oh, do you? Yeah. So a friend of mine um, published a story on the Amazon Marketplace a few years ago. And I don't know if this is, I don't know if it's kept it constant or whatever, but I think you have to get to like $25 before Amazon will cut you. Oh, yeah. yeah, they have a minimum. Yeah. Yeah, I forgot about, I forgot that most big companies pull that shit. I'm used to like T Public being like, here's 80 cents mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> through your PayPal. Uh, Exorcist Get Tickled is $2.99 uh, USD. Uh, and is unlimited. So you have to pick it up for full price. But this is one of the few times I will say a 19 page story. If if it subscribes, if you are into uh, the kinks that we've been talking about, this is one of those stories that will probably mm-hmm. stay in downloaded to your phone 
for a while and is probably worth the two ninety nine. dollars mm. uh, This is a perfect example of something that has quality and effort put into it that a author, like, or that, that, that an artist created, much in the same way, you know, people make five-page erotic comics that mm-hmm. are worth $12, and there are people who make 500-page erotic comics that are worth two. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> actually, uh, yeah, so I this is one of those rare moments where mm-hmm. I'll be like, yeah, the three bucks is worth it. I would recommend it. If you read the description after listening to this and think it sounds good, yeah, uh, probably other stuff from this writer is good. And, yeah, we probably just hit the high watermark for October on the red line. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's super good. I actually have a question uh, for us to end on if we if we want to okay. go through all of that uh, before we get there. If we have if we want to talk about everything else, I have a question we should end on. All right. Uh, do we want to get plugs done first then? Mm-hmm. Aaron, where can people find you on the internet? People can chat to me on Twitter. I'm at Aaron Kian. That's E-R-I-N-K-Y-A-N. And you can find out more about me at my website, AaronKian.com. Look at you with the dot .com and everything. Jared, where can people find you? I don't have a dot .com. I am a miserable scrub. Um, I can most easily be found <laughs> uh, on Twitter at Hattie Palms, H-A-T-T-I-E-P-A-L-M-S. That's the best place to find me. I don't have a dot .com either because uh, money, but I... <laughs> you do. You have, a good, I also, you have a good website, though, Gavin. I have a fun website uh, that has little to no effort put into building it, which is why I have my, my sanity still. Uh, if you want to find me, I'm on Twitter at The Pod Report, T-H-E-P-O-D-R-E-P-O-R-T, uh, there's a website also, and I'm starting an audio drama soon, which you'll hear more details about and is tangentially Woo! connected to Aaron. Woo! <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, also, if you want to find the Red Light Library, while well, you're listening to it here now, you can subscribe to it on any podcatcher that tickles your fancy <laughs> uh, and the social media for <laughs> I love the delayed reaction from Jared. Uh, we... <laughs> We, uh, our Twitter is at Red Light Library. We will probably make an Instagram someday. That's just me continuing the lie. Uh, and I think that'll do it. So, Jared, what is this question we should end on? So, um, I'm very curious. If you two, uh, if we all were enrolled in Hell College training to torment mortals, what would you major in? So mm. you could go with, you know, you could major in like food play or bondage play. I mean, I think it's already pretty clear that I would, uh, according to Aaron, I would major in word play. So, oh, of course. God. Go to jail. I, I'm already in jail. <laughs> We're all in jail. Ellie it's won't called let me reality out. And- <laughs> We're all in jail. It's called 2018. <laughs> what about you two? What would you major in? Oh, let's see. I mean, I can give you the boring answer because I am literally an expert in rope bondage. So, like, probably that. Excellent. <laughs> ah, that's actually, that's actually a really good one. Aaron, so what do you taken think word- Gavin would major in? Yeah, I was going to say, I'm going to have to pass this one off because you've taken wordplay, which is like, mm. that's what I would work with. Gavin... Mm-hmm. Makes too many podcasts. Yeah. <laughs> and just forces people to make more podcasts. Oh, sensory play. Yes. There you go. Yeah, Deprivation. There you go. 
Bam. There we go. <laughs> Nailed it. No, no, the opposite of deprivation. <laughs> oh, too much. I know, you, okay. you strap them Overload. in and then you just make, make them listen to the entire archive of mm -hmm. the Red Light Library. Welcome to hell. We're going to listen to all of my podcasts at half speed. What is that Gary oh, Larson comic? What is that Gary Larson comic? It's like, welcome to heaven. Here's your harp. Welcome to hell. Here's your accordion. Um, <laughs> well, I'm going to see you all at uh, the graduation stage where we walk across the hell auditorium. Uh, so that's. Yeah. All right. Thank you all so much for joining me here today to talk about this this goofy 19 pages of tickling thank you list thank you dear patrons for listening to all this ridiculousness uh we're going to go and have a wonderful lunch of kangaroo chili uh <laughs> which you, you, which you really shouldn't do but anyway that's a whole other discussion <laughs> that's a waste of a perfectly good lean cut of yeah meat. exactly right. <laughs>